This is The Space Shot, episode 37, for June 20th, 2017. The V2. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On this day in 1944, the famed rocket scientist Werner von Braun and his Nazi associates launched the first human-made object into space. The V-2 rocket was being tested for use against Allied forces and civilian populations in the waning years of World War II. During the tests that were carried out in June of 1944, the German scientists were trying to solve the problem of the V-2s exploding mid-flight. Von Braun had decided to launch these rockets vertically so they could observe the flight for as long as possible in order to try to determine the cause of the failures. The test flights in June saw the V-2 reach an altitude of 109 miles up, according to Michael Newfield, author of Von Braun, Dreamer of Space, Engineer of War. By traveling higher than 62 miles, the V-2 became the first object to cross the boundary of space. The capture of the scientists involved in the V-2 program became a priority for U.S. and Allied forces during the last few years of World War II. For school a few years ago, I reviewed a book, Operation Paperclip, The Secret Intelligence Program That Brought Nazi Scientists to America, by Annie Jacobson. She examined the U.S. program that brought Nazi scientists into the service of the United States, which helped deny the Soviet Union the ability to bring them back to the Kremlin. The combination of men and materiel brought to the United States after the end of World War II would form the foundation for much of the U.S. space program. The Marshall Space Flight Center History Office has some excellent content on this period of history, and I want to quote from an article from one of their pages briefly. From a five-year experimental program conducted at the White Sands Missile Range under the supervision of Dr. Werner von Braun and the group of German scientists brought to the United States in late 1945 and 1946, emerged America's large missiles, including the Corporal, Redstone, Nikes, Arabes, and Atlas rockets. Sadly, during World War II, there was extensive use of slave labor in the production of the V-2 rockets. The morality of bringing avowed Nazis into the United States' service, thereby allowing them to avoid war crime charges, is one of the big themes of Jacobson's book. However, if the United States had decided to only liberate completed rockets and parts and had not used the technical expertise of Nazi personnel, the outcome of the Cold War and of the space race could have been markedly different. In a future episode, I'll be talking about the V-2, the loss of life associated with its production and use, as well as a little bit more about Operation Paperclip. Now for some more recent space history. On June 20th, 1996, the Space Shuttle Columbia launched on the STS-78 mission. The shuttle lifted off from Pad 39B in the late afternoon and started its 16-day mission to conduct life science experiments. This mission also saw the test of using the Space Shuttle Reaction Control System to boost the altitude of satellites in Earth orbit. This would later prove critical for missions to service the Hubble Space Telescope, since that satellite could be boosted without damaging any of the sensitive systems. The shuttle would also go on to boost the International Space Station during its visits there. After traveling 6.8 million miles on its mission, the shuttle touched down at Kennedy Space Center on July 7th, concluding a successful mission. Tomorrow, we've got Scaled Composites and Spaceship One. Thank you for listening to the show. Please consider leaving a review or rating the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. 
If you know anyone that loves history, space, or pop culture, please share the space shot on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you connect with your friends and family. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.